0: Welcome to the Next Generation Dog Podcast, hosted by Melinda Benbow of Urban Uplander Pet Care and Bethany Carter of Sanguine Moon Kennels. Join Melinda and Bethany as they discuss dog breeds, sports, training, health, and much more with special guests. Tune in weekly for all things dedicated to dogs. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Next Generation Dog Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Melinda Benbow, and I'm here with our other host, Bethany Carter. Bethany, thank you so much for joining me again.
1: Thank you for having me as always. It's always a pleasure and I'm so excited for this episode.
0: I love it. So, we are approaching 2023. So, this episode is really just a conversational piece about training objectives. Um, I know that I like to plan out my year in advance. I like to have specific events to have on my calendar. It gives me good due dates to have um, to set goals for, to have something to work towards. So, I know in this episode, I kind of personally want to talk about some of the things I have set up for my dogs. And also pick Bethany's brain about some events um, and maybe not particular events, but just, you know, things we want to participate in this year and some things that we want to do to get ourselves and our dogs ready for these events. So this is kind of our way of verbally talking out some training objectives and making some notes for ourselves and kind of some accountability and copability in our training programs. You know, we're, we're putting this stuff out there to each other to keep each other accountable and uh, hopefully you all help us stay accountable. So, um this year we have pups that are entering into the testing systems. Um Shug is my eldest setter. She's only a few years old, but she will not be participating in hunting stuff this year. Um for those of you who have followed me on social media, um she does have some health issues. Um specifically some joint issues, so we are keeping her physical activity limited. Doesn't mean she's not participating in stuff, but what she does, how often she does it and um, how intense it is we have to be very um strategic about but i have jasper jasper is almost a year old and so this year he's going to be continuing some testing and trialing and training um, from last year his first year and bethany i think you have some dogs ready to do some stuff this year too
1: Yes, yeah, so we are really focusing our time <clears throat> on stitch this year. We'll not be breeding in 2023 um, as we're just going to be competing and uh, having fun. So we have Lilo also. Yes. Lila will be a year in March. Um she also will be tested in Navda NA, hopefully um, before her birthday expiration. Um so that is our first and focus is making sure that we find a test for her. Hopefully, Missouri looks in. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, that's first and foremost for us, too. For any of you who aren't familiar and uh, maybe are listening because you have bird dogs, you want to do bird dog stuff, um, Navda is the North American Versatile Hunting Dog Association and it's the NA test is kind of like the puppy test. Um, You do have to complete it before 16 months so with both of our dogs getting close to 16 months we are like pushing to test somewhere. However these tests do fill up very far in advance so we are currently on the wait list for one of the Missouri chapters Um, and so hopefully we can travel together and participate in that. Um, We also got to travel our first years with Stitch and Shug for an NA test. And and I know I had a blast, so I would love to do that again. Um, Now let's talk about that real quick. So NA test, um, do you want to run through our, with our listeners, what the three phases of the NA test is?
1: Yeah. So um, usually on testing day, they go through the field portion um, and the field portion, you will walk along with a judge um, and your dog, and oftentimes there's two to three judges. Um, and so each uh, test venue will maybe hold it a little differently um, and kind of see where, where everybody wants to organize it. Um, but then that field portion, you are releasing your dog and your dog is expected to hunt uh, for birds, for an upland bird, usually a chucker. Um, and once they find that bird, they're expected to hold that point and hold steady um, for just a, a brief period of time. What we don't want to see is bird, or dogs that just bust birds or run right in. Um, we want to see a pointing dog stop and point. Um, and, and since so, they're
0: puppies, it doesn't have to be anything long. You know, it's just they they have to do a point of some sort for a few seconds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I think we all learned the hard way um, after (laughs) and Stitch is that they also really focus on obedience and specifically recall. Um, And that was something that. that, mm -hmm, Just being cooperative, right? Um, And so Stitch being a farther running dog, uh, it was difficult to reel her in. Um, I was even told by someone that she was too much of a dog for me at one point. Uh, But, you know the old saying is you can reel them in, you can't reel them out uh, or push Absolutely. them out. So we worked on reeling in and we successfully did that. Uh, so um, she did stitch did get a price too on that one. Um, probably because a little heavier on that cooperation, uh, but <laughs> we, we did have fun. So they go through that. That it's field a puppy
0: course. test. You yes. know, it's,
1: and it's, you'll you see know, everybody it's it's everybody's struggle everybody Absolutely. has had that one puppy that like books it to the next zip code um, i
0: mean you even think about you know Shug's test uh you know, I, we trained in that same field the day before. Oh, amazing. 100 bucks prize one behavior <laughs> next weekend. Uh, and her test, she acted like she'd never been in that field in her life. But it's yeah. puppies, right? So it is yeah. a puppy test. So you have to be understand that your puppy may do puppy stuff. Yep.
1: Yeah and that they did so they point that bird the judges score um based on what they observe for that particular day right um so uh, they score you there and then you usually get an opportunity to uh, move to either water or tracking. Um, and so for the water portion, your dog does not have to retrieve um, and bring back to shore, but they do want to see your, your dog swim out um, and, and then make their way back in. Uh, but they actually want to see your dog again. swim. <laughs> yes. And cooperate, right. Your dog shouldn't swim across the pond.
0: Absolutely. If you go to the Navda site and you you look more into this, um, you're going to see cooperation is going to be the main point they hit in all of these areas.
1: Yes, very much so. Um, so again, with that human animal bond, you got to make sure that that love language is spoken between both of you. Uh, so that field or that water portion um, is the another component, uh, and. From there, um, I know the test that we've been to, they then go into tracking. Um, and I think a lot of venues do it this way to just kind of break up the field um, so that they know the puppies understand that there's a change in expectation because there's a change in activity. So for that uh, tracking portion, you can be offered to either have your puppy view the pheasant uh, before tracking it or have it go in blindly. Different people will say different things on recommendations, um, but I think the overall consensus is to avoid telling your puppy where they can find all the pheasants. <laughs> um, otherwise, they tend to just kind of go back to that truck or wherever it's they're held at. Um, yes, so like my end. dog went
0: back to the hunting field. <laughs> she said, yes. no, we are not tracking, we're hunting. <laughs>
1: Yes. Um, and so although there's a rule book, um, it is judge of discretion on kind of what that individual expects to see tracking look like, um, but kind of. Per the book, you want to see two feather piles, um, just a very short distance apart. And so that way you're getting your puppy used to a different expectation of we're going to track, track, track. Um, and then you, you just kind of send them off once they get past those piles. And so the expectation would be that your puppy would understand that what they just scented uh, that they need to go follow it or track mm-hmm. it. And so then your puppy is expected to follow that track um, and they do have to break brush. Um, So your puppy has to go into a brush to be able to find this bird but your puppy does not have to produce a bird. Um, we just want no. that uh, expectation that the puppy would move in a forward direction in a, in a similar fashion that that pheasant moved. Um, and, and, so, and even if they
0: leave the scent, you know, get back on the scent, you know, mm-hmm. even if they're using the air just to, to track a little bit, as long as they're making um, that attempt and, um, So this is something that this, this NA test is, it's a great puppy test. It shows wonderful natural ability in the field, um, water retrieving, and by tracking. And, you know, these three components isn't something that you're going to see in every hunt test or in every hunting situation. But um, for the versatile aspect of what this organization is, it's a great way to see, you know, a little bit of versatility. So um, as kennels and as breeders, and in particular, gun dog breed enthusiasts, we do like to participate in this. Um, again, we have to get these tests in because our pups are almost aged out. So, um, we're going to be focusing on these three components. I know um, Jasper, and I think you can say the same for Lilo, at their ages, they've already really awesomely taken to water. They're great at water retrieving. Um, And I can even say that with my English setter, my field setter, that people say can't water retrieve. He does a wonderful job. So um, we're going to continue to do water stuff just because he loves it. So I know we are going to set up um, Wednesdays at our local dock diving indoor place just to get him back in a pool um, through the winter and get him doing something that he enjoys and just keeping up with the reinforcement of that particular behavior. Um, And then for tracking, um, this is something that's very new to me. Uh, I did not train Suge for tracking. I really just said, hey, (laughs) <laughs> Let's see how it goes in complete transparency. Uh, it's, not, it's something I've never trained to do. Therefore, I did not know how and I, I relied on her natural ability. I think for, you know, her first test relying on natural ability, I think she did very well. Um, my judges um, maybe had a different criteria than I did. But out of what I saw, I definitely enjoyed um, watching her track that day. Um, however, with Jasper, I do know that I want to take proper steps to make sure that he's better um prepared for that portion of the test. So we will have a really experienced um, trainer in Navda and Judge popping on the podcast in a couple weeks to sit down and tell us more about that. Um, But tracking is definitely an objective for me. And then getting back to the bird dog fields to um, get back on some pigeons and work our way back into quail is definitely our main objective for these next few months on, on our end
1: Yes, agreed. Um, I started Lilo on Quail just prior to um, Stitch having puppies and I shut down everybody. Uh, but I wanted her to experience um, a different scent. And so um, I think we achieved that and getting kind of those new smells of game birds introduced. Otherwise, um, they can just kind of get stuck on that pigeon smell. Um, so we plan to so continue good. to do more of that and get some chucker, um, So that way, all the smells have been associated. Um, I know that Ryan's already been, been
0: hunting. Yeah, he's been hunting all the time. Here. Yes. I imagine he's been but we do need to make a quail chucker run soon. We should definitely put that on our checklist. Yes,
1: very much so. But we have some uh, deceased pheasant um, that we've introduced with. In fact, I let Stitch carry one around the house just for her good old days' sake, and she was very pleased <laughs> to be on hold
0: just to have it in our mouth it's just so reinforcing for these bird dogs um so yeah I, you know we're bethany and I are fortunate enough to be members of our local um bird dog club which is about an hour away from me um so we we get to go out there and utilize the fields um there is a pigeon coop on property but unfortunately it's not open during this time of year um however that does not mean we don't have awesome friends in the area who are willing to let us utilize their birds so it's definitely time for us to get back to the field. And Bethany, you make a wonderful point about introducing other game sense to your dog. Um, I know for Jasper's first junior hunt test, we took a couple weeks before his his test to acclimate him to quail so he could be prepared for the bird that he was going to have to find during that test. Um, and unfortunately, it, those couple weeks just weren't enough for him to get his mind off of pigeon um <clears throat> it took a couple braces for him to understand um that we're not out there for pigeon we're out here for quail today um and once he understood that that's all that was in the field his mentality shifted but um yes quail quail and more quail uh, over the next few months for sure
1: yep quail and those beautiful checkers
0: Yes, yes, because Navda definitely loves using Chucker. Um, I'm coming to realize. So getting them to understand that there are many different birds that we want them to have their nose on in the fields is definitely gonna be um, important I know for Jasper uh, definitely steadiness on those quail uh, you know pen raised quail fly a lot different than wild birds and so um, i know in my training you know steadiness is is a huge objective and and, and when you have a big running dog that will run hundreds of yards um, out ahead of you you want to make sure that they are steady on birds because the last thing you want is your dog busting birds before you can get up there to, um, make these shots. So, uh, steadiness will be super important for him. Um, so yeah, I plan on just recapping all that stuff and and hopefully we can get some really good ideas on how to teach tracking, um, for, I mean, you said Lilo and Stitch are going to be, um, working hard this year uh what when it comes to NA? i mean it sounds like you probably have similar objectives for na tests but what's what's stitch going to be doing what are we planning for that
1: yes um so uh stitch loves the water and she loves hunting so we're going to stay true to that um, and we're going to go and move towards navda utility tests um, and progress her in that direction I'd love to see her place there. I think Navda has a very um, particular versatility that they test and account for that some of the other venues just don't. And I think that is good information and good data to analyze what I'm looking at a breeding program. Um, So I do want to test her in utility so that I understand uh, more about the dog that I have um, and how I can improve her lineage. I know I chose major because he was a prize one utility um, in conjunction to a senior hunter and uh, he's a phenomenal companion in the home as well. Um, So those were virtues that I really uh, cared about when selecting. Um, So I wanted to see that versatility enhance in my breeding um, because that's what GSPs are. If I'm breeding to the true nature of GSPs, I have to honor what that um, AKC or NAVDA um, review, which are very similar uh, for their standards, appear to be, and so that is a true versatile dog. That is why GSPs were created. Um, So I wanna hold true to that, and I wanna test in that nature. Now, once we get that utility prize won, I'm gonna jump over and depending where she's at, we'll do a senior hunt or a master hunt. Um, And then we're gonna move back into the National Shoot to Retrieve Association because that is our favorite. It is the community that we have felt the most welcome in, um, and it is a sport that we can just get down and thirty, and we can do it a lot they have trials um, sometimes three times a month uh where you know d- practicing for or training for health or for um, akc tests or the navda tests that's once or twice a year that you're going to get into those yeah. tests um, but i like to do something all the time and keep that conditioning up um, and just that reinforcement so we will end with uh, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association as far as our hunting goals. Um, I also want to focus on the dock diving um, and continue an Excel uh, stitch in that because that is something that she truly loves. And I would love to so just honor fun. It. it is. It is so fun, and I have such a tribe that is about dog diving uh, with Dr. Lyons, with you, um, and I've met and a couple we other got to do, people. That's the
0: one thing we haven't actually done together. Quite together. yet is yeah. dog diving. Um, our summer schedules got a little hectic and crazy, so we did um, a few things solo, dolo this past yes. year, um, which you know, for anyone getting into dog sports, is not awful. A lot of people show up. Solo, everyone's super nice. You just think it's just a whole bunch of dog nerds like ourselves, so you're always going to be feeling welcome, even if you don't have like a suit to do this stuff with, like myself. But, <laughs> um, I think that you're right when it comes to testing. You know, I am still in the puppy phase of my journey, um, you know, especially since Suga isn't at a place to progress in the hunting sense. Um, Jasper is who we've picked up with, and um, so I'm excited to get him done with all of his puppy stuff. Cause that's all NA and junior hunter and, and stuff like that is, um, it's really once you can get past that and you're, that's when your real training really begins when you can really start honing in and shaping particular, um, necessary gun dog behaviors, <clears throat> And for myself, as you know, who does have a, a relatively different style of training than a lot of people in my uh, community, it's it's a neat challenge for me to see um, myself get to those next phases once Jasper's done with these um, puppy portions. Um, so UT sounds awesome and fun, especially for an English setter, since you don't see too many of them um, advance past the NA portion. Um, and then, you know, same thing with akc master senior um we'll see how all that progresses Uh, but i think in spring yeah i'm focused on nabda and a test i definitely am going to do some more fast cat um it's something she can do it's just a hundred yard dash um she is cleared for by her vet to do this i just can't do them like every weekend. I will only probably do maybe three to five in the year for her um, just to give her something fun to do and uh, keep her in the rankings. You have to run, I believe, three to five races in a year to stay um, in the breed rankings. And for a kennel, I would love to keep myself in those scores. Um, And again, she loves it. You know, you definitely don't have to force this dog to run Uh, fast. She (laughs) enjoys it. Like you said, with Stitch, she she doesn't even care about the bag. She's just, it's just a recall. She wants to get to her mom and get lots of love and affection at the end of it. So we'll do that with her and dock diving for Jasper again. We did that for our first time last year and Jasper loves it. Um, As it got colder into the year, I think he started not loving it as much, so we definitely stopped, and we are going to stick to um, heated pools and places that really... um, set him up for success. And I think canine splash zone has been that for him. So a lot of what we do for dock diving and, and fast cat this year, I think I'm going to aim to, to stick with uh, canine splash zone, especially since they are so close uh, at, at an hour and a half away, <laughs> but in yeah. dog terms, that's like right around the corner. So, um, and then fall, you know, We'll definitely do a recap again and talk about some more training goals after we get past this first part of the year. Um, but I think fall, we're really going to focus on field trialing and hopefully I can be in a place to to also join you in NASTRA. I think that's something Jasper would really like. And like you said, there's so many opportunities to just to trial almost all year round with, with the organization.
1: Yeah, um, uh, it'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, it is a sport that still needs members just like any other one but it needs its members to continue um and so we want to see that we want to see young people out there um, and we're starting to see the shift that uh there are starting to be young people young women young men um being out there and being present and having fun and working dogs
0: absolutely and it's so sad to see like on social media this event's been canceled due to lack of registrations and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that's another goal with this podcast is, um, you know, we want to take you on our training journeys. We want to show you um, what these journeys look like and what these organizations really look like. You know, you get a glimpse through social media and stuff like that. But um, I know that I think it sucks that I had to wait almost 30 years to get into the bird dog community because it's, it really is a fun community to be a part of. My favorite people have been, you know, that I've met have come through this community, yourself included. Um, And yeah, so I'm excited about the stuff we have coming up this year. Um, Again, in our blog, we'll start to post more of the information about these organizations being NAVDA, um, NAD, which is the North American Diving Dogs. Um, We also participate in AKC, which is American Kennel Club, UKC. Um, And we'll just bring you some resources to learn more about these organizations and their testing systems. So as we are training, we can maybe Bring you some recaps on what we're doing and how training's going, and and just bring you all along for the journey. So uh, I'm excited for this year, Bethany.
1: I am too. I think it should be really fun. A lot of memories should be made this year, um, and I'm just so excited to see where life takes us.
0: I know it's going to be an awesome year. So again, um, if you don't follow us already, definitely hop on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all those fun social media sites and follow us as Next Generation Dog Podcast. And also as Melinda Benbow of Urban Uplander Pet Care and Bethany Carter of Sanguine Moon Kennels. And until next time, uh, thanks for tuning in and thanks for hopping on, Bethany.
1: Thank you. And you all have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Generation Dog Podcast. Weekly episodes are released on Fridays on Spotify and YouTube. Please follow the Next Gen Dog Pod on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, and Facebook. For even more content dedicated to all things dogs, follow Urban Uplander Pet Care and Sanguine Moon Kennels on Instagram and Facebook.